Hello and welcome to episode 6 of Jacked, the Jack and Daxter podcast. We're going to be going through the second half of Misty Island today and then doing some actor theorising for a segment that CJ is still yet to name. Have you got any ideas yet, CJ? No, I'm not good at name coming up stuff. I, 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 I legitimately thought about it, but I couldn't come up with anything clever or witty. Oh god, okay, we'll have to all have a go at it when we get to it, okay? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, I am Cherry. I'm Jesse. I'm CJ the Lone Wolf. I'm Jack. Okay, so first is the news as usual. Have we actually got any news, Jack? Um, in terms of official news, nothing. Um, nothing this week. <laughs> we'll have to get used to this. Yeah, yeah, I think we will. I was thinking we could do like a fan archive thing, though, so we could talk about something fans have made in the past and discuss those. Yeah, that sounds that good. That could be cool. That, 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 that's good. Uh, yeah, definitely. I think the first update we could include for this one, though, is that we've had feedback from both Kata and Crystal Kitsune from the Kitsune Network for that interview we discussed last week. They both messaged to say they enjoyed listening to it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was really sweet. Yeah. That was really nice. That was really cool. Very unexpected, but very nice. Yeah, it was really nice. I'm not sure if I offended him on the last one. <laughs> Which one was that? What did you say? I don't know, because I was like, would people want to play a game with Torn as the main character? I listened back to it, and I thought, well, maybe that was offensive. I'm sure that doesn't offend him, personally. He didn't write the script for any of his... No, I don't think No, I'm sure you're okay. I'm sure, I'm sure he didn't. Mm. <laughs> well, anyway... Can we talk about those mashups you did and then Jesse's Minecraft pack? Yeah, sure. sure. Sounds good. Sure. Okay, so both Jack and CJ have made their own Jack and Daxter trailers based on other iconic trailers. Jack's done Back to the Future and CJ has done Wonder Woman. <laughs> Jack, will you talk about yours first? Because you've made yours just recently last week. Yeah, um, so the mashup I did was Jack and Daxter crossed with Back to the Future. Um, I just felt creative one evening, um, started working on that. <laughs> And it all just fell into place. It was all pretty perfect. Like, I can think of scenes for every single bit in the trailer. That's brilliant. That's <laughs> awesome. So, how long did it take in all? It took under 24 hours. I mean, that was that was including sleep and work, so it didn't take too long. Bloody um, hell. You must have ploughed through it. I did. Wow. <laughs> so, in, in terms of doing it, like, you and CJ, I want to know if you both did the same sort of thing. Like, did you... Listen, like watch the trailer and then you just came up with what you think would fit or did you like go through the whole thing and pick out bits that would go well i just um i, I kept going back to the trailer then going back to editing back to the trailer editing and listen to it listen to the uh, trailer without the picture mm. i'm sort of trying to imagine what would look good um that's all i did really yeah. oh that's cool we'll have to link both of them into the show notes so we can watch them Oh, thank you. That'd be good. I'll have to stick it on YouTube or something. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I was going to say, CJ, what made you think to do Wonder Woman? Well, like, <laughs> I mean, well, the um, the whole trailer mashup thing is kind of a popular trend on YouTube. They do it a lot with like the Marvel Universe movies and the DC Universe movies. And um, I don't know. I, I, I recently became a big DC um, uh, Universe fan. I like Wonder Woman. I thought I love... I, thought, I loved the movie. I thought it was really good. The trailer for Wonder Woman 1984 just kind of blew 
everyone away and i don't know the, the vibe of the music i felt really went with the vibe of jack too and i don't know i just i was wanting to get into posting more original content on my channel and i thought a cute fun little mashup of jack and wonder woman would work really well i mean that music is pretty catchy and um i think with me with editing it i just tried to pick out the shots that i thought were the most cinematic within the cutscenes of jack 2 i didn't use any gameplay yeah. footage because i didn't think that would look cinematic at all i like the bit where uh, daxter is saying we should move to the country and then it sort of goes silent and then like a blast yeah. happens oh yeah that was I like brilliant that i like that the thing I thought you did really well, Jack, was incorporating a lot of dialogue. Um, I actually relied heavily on those Baron Praxis voiceover um, box uh, dialogue a lot in that trailer. I just I couldn't find very much dialogue that was isolated without the music in the background that was playing. So I just relied mostly on the visuals. Yeah, you did a good job. I enjoyed I just, it. Well, yeah. I, I just wanted I, what I would have liked to have seen a Jack Two movie potentially look like, or just yeah. I just I just wanted to have fun and just I thought of it as a cool little editing assignment mostly. Mm. And honestly, yeah. Honestly, CJ, I actually um, got inspiration for doing mine from watching yours the previous night, um, your Wonder Woman eighty four video. So. Oh, That's okay. mad. I, I've been wanting to do a Jack 3 one. I just can't find appropriate trailer or music to mash up with Ooh. it. Is it going to be something else that's like quite 80s? Because I noticed with your creative stuff, CJ, you like to go for that sort of 80s vibe. Well, that's definitely the vibe I'm going with with my uh, channel. At, at the current moment, I like to change very uh, a lot. I change the promo and art for my stuff quite often, so I'm sure I'll move on to something else pretty soon. <laughs> but um, I honestly, I wanted to do something that was just a bit more serious and a bit because I feel like the stakes in Jack Three, uh, the story in Jack Three, is probably the deepest and heaviest of all three of them and i feel like I a, a mashup like that deserves something appropriate and epic yeah i like how the whole the whole uh, baron praxis uh propaganda kind of fit in with the 1984 orwellian type mm. of uh, uh the thing I was most disappointed yeah. with is that there aren't very many cutscenes that take place at the stadium, or there aren't any cutscenes really at all that take place of Jack and Daxter like driving on a zoomer. And I would have loved to incorporate more shots like that. I just I, I came at it though from like a filmmaker perspective, and I was just disappointed that all I had to work with was poorly rend uh, rendered cutscene footage. Mm. Was it? Oh, that's a that's another question I had for both of you. Did you, how did you get the footage? Is it like a capture card and then you, or did you take it from like YouTube? I took mine from YouTube. Like there's a website ah. I go to that will download most uh, copyrighted, non-copyrighted YouTube videos into either MP3 or MP4. That does downgrade the video file quite a bit. Ah, okay. Yeah, I did, I, I did the exact same as CJ for that. Ah, okay. That's interesting. So... Jesse, will you tell us about your Minecraft project now, please? Alright. Well, um... <laughs> as... Well, never mind that part. Anyway, <laughs> so... <laughs> so, I decided to make a... Uh, Minecraft texture pack and a companion skin pack. Uh, of Jack and, 
of Jack and Daxter. Now it's going to be a, at least this one is going to be a compilation of things from all three of the different games. Oh, that's cool. Like it'll have a little bit of something from each game, uh, like you know, it'll have some of the enemies, uh, the items, um, and it'll have skins that go along with it as well. So, do people... I don't play Minecraft, but I'm slightly familiar with it. Do you, like, download the skins and then you can put it on your own game? Exactly. They have websites ah, okay. where you can download the skins, or you can even uh, download entire... Uh, they're called packs. They're like, you know, little folders or zip files. You can download them and, and put them into your game, and you can have, like, a whole group of them in one. I've seen some people that just go completely overboard with um, how big the thing gets, and they just use individual squares that, when you pull back from a distance, it all looks like whatever it is they're trying to make. But it only works from a, a far distance because so many blocks are being used. It right. sounds like downloading oh. the skin is a lot easier. <laughs> yeah. Well, 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 well. Skins are different than um, the textures the texture pack is what yeah. goes over the environment yeah i used to play it a lot when i was younger um not as much now but a lot when i was younger <laughs> you you can go on youtube it's probably still there somebody was working on a life site creation of haven city in minecraft Ooh, that's awesome i saw we'll have to put that. that on the archive thing i wish they had finished it though i know they only got to like the port and palace i think and that was it that seems to be the thing I'm noticing about Jack and Daxter fan-based projects. Like, they, they can't be finished. Like, there just isn't the time to get it all in. I think they underestimate just what a huge undertaking it is to, like, recreate an, an open 3D world mm. with just one person. Yeah. That's why, yeah, that's why I think doing a I Minecraft mean, takes, pack would really work. It takes years to create these games, and that's with an entire team of people working on it. Hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, the most we have now is that um, Louis David, David, his his looks like it's going to go ahead at least for the first level of the first game. Sure, even that would be something else. Mm. I think the problem has been the lack of uh, funding and or teams with uh, these fan projects because usually it's either one person or like a very, very small group and then it just kind of uh, dies out because not enough um, I don't know time or people things happen I mean we've talked about this before and then, too and the, yeah. the series is just very niche and I I, I, just, very niche. I don't I don't think from a commercial standpoint the numbers are there or the sales are just not there it's just at least not no. enough. We need someone, we need like a proper fan who's got loads of money and who will just make it happen. I will, That's what we I'll, need. I'll give you guys my word here and now. If I ever make it <laughs> big in Hollywood and one of the first projects I ever get to do that I get to pick, it would definitely, if I was able to, it would be a Jack and Dexter movie. I've already got a good concept of how it would work. I've we just... need that in writing, CJ. We need your signature signing that statement. <laughs> right. Indie movies and indie film companies you know that they're not as small as they used to be either 
the whole no. the whole independent film industry has gotten anyone can get into it too larger. if you have passion and talent. Yeah, exactly. YouTube really makes it accessible. Something akin to a radio show like we're doing here, like po- podcasts and things. Mm-hmm. It's much easier now than it was like years ago. It's a double-edged sword in a way too. Um, I think it will inspire everyone to get involved, but it also makes it less financial. It even makes it even less likely that you can make a huge career or become financially stable off of it. And I think in yeah. a way, though, that'll also make sure that only the people who are the most passionate and the most uh, talented make it through to the end. Yeah, because they're the ones that stick at it. Yes. Mm. And then they grow up to have their own scandals and then get cancelled on Twitter. Okay, should we move on to our main discussion, our Misty Island Part 2 Mission by Mission? Please do. Ready when you are. Yeah. yeah, Jack, are you alright to go through it? Just sort of walk us through what we do, how you get the power cell? Um, so, I believe you have to get on the A-Grav Zoomer um, down on the little beached part. Um, and I believe... There are five lurkers you have to tackle there into. Ah, that was in our prequisitor quiz last week. Ooh, okay. <laughs> there was five. What did, what did we say? Five. Yeah. Um, I don't think I got that point, but that is that is right. So yeah, yeah there's five of them around the uh, around the area. Hit into them with the agrav zoomer, and the power cell pops open. Um, mm. It's pretty. It's pretty fun. Pretty fun mission. I really like it. Um, How now, did you find the steering? Um, I actually find the steering really good on the A-Grab Zoomer. Really? I don't know. I never enjoyed the driving on this Zoomer in the first game. I think they Same. definitely improved in the sequels. I don't know. I, I don't like driving Zoomers in any of the games, but it's just... Like oh, I mean, it was way worse than Haven City, though, because you just kept crashing into everything, but... Yeah, know, there's so much traffic in Haven City. Too. I think maybe yeah. I think where maybe. does everybody got to be going yeah. to? Like, where are you flying to? Hmm. Yeah, I think maybe the, the controls. Of the city are supposed... <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I think maybe the controls work better in Jack too, but it doesn't feel like it because of all the traffic and the claustrophobic areas that you can't get through without crashing. Towards. I think it works though, kind of, and it goes with the uh, kind of clunkiness of the zoomer and kind of the this was made with a bunch of scrap metal in somebody's basement garage yeah that's nice that gives it a little authentic touch i think it's because like when you're going through that sort of track on the water in the first game it's all like it's really open and then suddenly you need to get into this tight space and you have to do it quite exact and that's also to get it. the first pl- time you can use the zoomer if i'm correct yeah on this mm. on this mission that is... Unless you skip Misty Island altogether and go no. to Lava Two, yeah, that's or it. Lava Canyon. Now a bit of trivia, um, bit off topic, Ooh. but slightly on topic as well. I remember <laughs> seeing some old concept art for the Curse of Legacy, indicating that there was actually going to be originally a um, a Gravzuma section in the Forbidden Jungle, which would have been really cool. Oh, that would have been so cool. That would have been yeah, cool. Been. Did it did it say anything about what the mission would have entailed? Mm. Um, no, but Damn. there's a video on YouTube um, that I think it's actually an official PlayStation Naughty Dog video going over Ooh. the creation of the Jack and Daxter collection on PS3 and they showed a load of concept art and uh, one of them was Jack going through a jungle on the Zuma 
So it's That's cool. interesting to think about what that would have been. It would have been cool, but it, it would have been a bit weird when it's in a jungle. Like, you wouldn't expect a Zuma mission in a jungle. I yeah. don't know why. Yeah. Unless it was some kind of hidden track in the temple, which you go down Do to. Do you guys mm. believe the theory that um, this Agraph Zoomer was the basis for all the Zoomers of Haven City? Oh, yeah. There's, like, a theory that, yeah, like... Yeah, I can. It um, was left behind in Kira's lab or whatever when the first people who settled in the area or whatever when whenever mark created haven city could have used that a graph zoomer as the basis to create all the zoomers i think that makes sense it's like the tuk tuk of their world yeah that makes total yeah, sense make, make perfect sense hmm. yeah i'd say i agree with that theory <laughs> just another I mean, way that kira contributes yeah because i mean like to to remake the model so it looks so similar it would be strange if they didn't have a prototype. Even if it's all rusty. I really love what they did with Kira and Jack too. And they really developed her character a lot more. And it saddens me that they booted her right off a cliff in Jack 3. Yeah. Oh, that was yeah. that was so crap. They didn't even animate her face in the final scenes. She's just doing like kissy love faces at Jack the first time she sees him. Oh my gosh, it's so cringe. Aww. And he runs and he goes uh, off with Ashlyn. Oh, it's such a kick in the teeth. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Torn. Back to the lurkers, though. How did you find that seeing the lurkers on the, like, on those balloons? I thought it was really weird. <laughs> yeah, it is a bit funny. I'm looking. like, what are they doing? What is the point of that? Is it just yeah, so they what? can work over the water? Hmm. I guess so. Again? I can't even remember. I mean, they had. Okay. There are these, these balloon bicycle type weird contraption thing blimps whatever and they're just like mm. flying around now they they have bombs attached to them or, or something that explodes they're so. like ball on chains aren't they yeah so i guess they would drop those like in an invasion or something i don't know maybe yeah to me it just looked like they were showing off and it was like their toy they're seeing their little legs go round and round <laughs> pedaling it like why is there a ramp built all the way up this area with just a random power cell on top of it. Like, what purpose mm. does that serve? <laughs> yeah, other than to be the training ground for the Zuma. <laughs> right. Who? I, I like to think, though, now that, like, Samos went around and just remodeled the entire area to be just one giant jungle gym for Jack as a training course. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it's my own little personal headcanon. He told him not to go there, though. Maybe he was just... He knew he'd go there anyway. Well, I suppose oh, he yeah, would know, because he... he knew they'd turn into a not -so. He absolutely knew they'd go there. They're teenage boys. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we we do the exact opposite of what we're told to do at that age. And not, and, you know, Especially and, if it's yeah. like a dangerous area that we're told not to go to. Yeah, and Simon's, oh, so... yeah, and Simon's like, let me guess, you two went to Misty Island, Daxa fell into a pool of dark mm -hmm. eco. It's like, yeah, he definitely knew all this. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. I love the... Just the undercurrent of sass and sarcasm with Samos. Oh, I love Samos. Oh, I like when there's a scene with Samos in, I just feel so ready for it. It's just so nice. Mm. Yeah. The sass. I think it's uh, this is something that I just kind of noticed or picked up on a little bit too, but I think it's actually really heartwarming how Samos treats Jack from Jack 2 onward. Like after he gets out of prison. He pretty much knows everything that Jack went through and pretty much he get, like respects Jack, treats him like an adult almost. And he reserves and saves the sarcasm and 
uh, wisecracks for almost Daxter exclusively. Yeah, well, right. at the start of the game, like he sort of mumbles to himself that Jack's never going to be like his uncle. And I guess after Jack 2, he sort of accepts that he is. I don't know why his uncle, the Traveller, is even relevant in that point, but I guess it's because the developers hadn't thought of it. Yeah, right. it's just an un unfortunate, I think, this remnant of the old world, the old story that they didn't really think through. Mm. Anything else on that, Jack, that you were going to say about? Has have any of you managed to get all of the precursor orbs the first time on that bridge? Because that is the worst thing ever. <laughs> no, I think there's still two left. I can Absolutely get them. Absolutely <laughs> not. I've always had to go back at least twice. Yeah, mm -hmm. twice, maybe three times. Yeah. Yeah. Five times, maybe. And when you it's like, <laughs> yeah. The zoomer is hard to keep straight in a straight line. It is, and like turning, like when I have to get onto the ramp, I always go around too far, and then I have to go all the way back around. It's hard to oh imagine about the visual, but still. And those Colosseum really missions slow. in Jack Two were even worse. Mm. Yeah. Well, I think that leads on to our next power server, right? It yeah. does. It does. It's just up there, chilling on the mm. platform. Yeah. It's right. It's right next to the other ship, and it's in the area, the the Agraf Zoomer Jungle Gym area. Oh, that's. Yeah, it's like the second area, and it once you go through that tunnel-y bit. Yeah. You have to, like, I think, jump with the zoomer at just the right time before you... Or I think you can still get it if you are just accelerating fast enough. But I always jump to ensure that I get the power cell. Oh, yeah, I'm thinking of... Yeah, because I went through the tunnel to destroy all the balloon lurkers. Oh, yeah, I was thinking the power cell was over there, but it wasn't. Yeah, you got no, it's, it. It's on that ramp. Mm. It's right. like the second ramp. There's like two of them, I think, on that little wooden pathway. Yeah, and the power cell that spawns in the middle is what pops yes. up after defeating the lurkers. Ah, okay, cool. Yeah, because you go through the. Uh, the yeah, tunnel. you go through the bone. And why is there the just a random orbs? little giant hole in the middle of the ship? That doesn't seem smart at all. Maybe the um, the balloon lurkers they were chilling in there, then they. Landed, like that's maybe. supposed to be the part of the ship that's like boarded up to prevent water from getting in. Oh, you know what it might be? Uh, since those two things fold down that make the ramp up into it, uh, there's probably maybe like a door on each side. So maybe that's like for loading things, maybe loading cargo. Mm. I do like that, yeah. despite how nonsensical it is, that there is a lot of activity on this island. It just helps with the mm. world of this game and helps feel like things are happening and like things are going on independently of, of you. Yeah, right. I like that. With the, um, with the balloon lurkers, you know when you're coming up to the first lurker ship and the, the cell is at the top of it and you have to go over the barrel sort of thing? Yes, I remember that. Did you, when you were on the bridge, did you, were you able to punch one off when it came over? I love that. I don't think I ever did that, no. What? It sort of comes over the bridge and you can just punch oh, it off and it dies. I might have done that before, but I can't remember. I might have done it when I was oh, younger. Oh, I love that bit. So satisfying. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. I don't know, I just like knocking the enemies, you, you know, in, in, in any video game really knocking them off the side of a cliff or something and seeing if they <laughs> <laughs> just 
make some kind of yeah. weird noise falling down. <laughs> <laughs> well, once you do all the power cells on Misty Island, the communicator comes up and Samos says that you did a good job and he's impressed you didn't screw up because the lurkers can't open the silo and cause destruction with Dark Eco. And then he tells you to get on with the rest of it. <laughs> I've never seen anybody else use these voice communicator boxes, so I think it's... It, would it be safe to assume that Kira probably also created it too? Mm, well, yeah. I think they used... They, there is one in Jack 2, actually. Um, that Samos uses. Well, by that point, it would make sense too, because they live in like a futuristic like city, but... Yeah, oh, do you reckon... The... Do you reckon Samos brought it back with him? The communicator thing. Maybe, because he does use it um, to communicate with Jack and Dax when they find the old... When they get the um, the green seed Did... in Jack 2. Mm. In Samus' old hut. Also, while we're on Misty Island still, you know when you're running across that arena? Yes. Right. Do you think the footsteps sound like the suspensey bit in Jaws? You know, and it's like... Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> they do, uh, no, I guess, a little it. bit. It does. <laughs> I thought that when I was running across. <laughs> I, think, I think that happens whenever you run on something made of precursor metal. It's just like sounds hollow and yeah. silent. It has a boom, 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 boom. Like you're running on a drum they, or something. They use yeah, copper a lot, though, in musical instruments, too. And I think that's what, uh, that's what the precursor metal is colored like. So maybe there's some sort of connection there. Yeah, because it would be like the music of fighting. Right. Just a drumming noise. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> wow. Has anyone got anything else they want to say about Misty Island before we move on to taking the power cell to the sculpture? Hmm. Um, no, I'm glad we're off this place and are ready to move on to bluer pastures. Didn't you like Misty Island? No. I do, personally. I don't, this is like... What? This What's is like one of my least favorite areas. What, because it's creepy? I I don't. I think just because it's so, like, just it feels like just another extra area. It's got its own island. The only re reason I ever liked to go in there was to go back to the area where the cutscene in the beginning happened. Mm. Origins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jack, do you like it, Misty Island? I actually really enjoy Misty Island. I really like the um, the atmosphere. Um, kind of it creeped me out as a kid. Yeah. Just think, cause the beginning intro set up pretty well. I think mm. it's the color scheme. I don't like just all the mud <laughs> and dirt and purple and just gray and blah. I think everything it's... about it is just so blah. I think it's good how much detail they've put in, though, to make it feel like that. Like, for people to not like it because they don't like the feel of it, they must have really put some groundwork into it. <laughs> True. I mean, yeah. I also noted that it got mud instead of water. I thought that was just cool, because it, like, makes a more dirty feeling mm -hmm. for the entire island. Right. Little details. That does take effort. Yeah. Gotta give them that. Jesse, did you say you liked it? I didn't hear. Yeah, I actually liked it personally. I don't Yay. know, I just like that creepy, misty, dangerous kind of a prehistoric looking island. You got all these cave looking structures and, and mm, the rocks bones. and mud and yeah. yeah, all these giant punch in the bones bones flying around. Like bridges, yeah. that was really cool, I like that. But... Oh I did like that. Yeah. We introduced to the red eco here as well. 
I love walking through, you know, when they have like the, it's like the bone tunnels, and I always think you yeah. could put some fairy lights from there, and it'd be a really nice <laughs> feature. That would be quite pretty. That was one of the things I loved about Jack 3, is they brought some of that classic platforming back. Like in the strip mine area you get into right before you get back to Haven City, there's a yeah. bunch of bridges you have to knock down. Right. There's an area that looks like the old precursor temple. Um, and then there's just a lot of other good stuff in that game. I like the return back to the classic platforming. I like that. It's reminiscent and nostalgic, yeah. and you just, oh, that's nice. Yeah. Okay, so return the power cell to the sculptor. How do you say? Is it sculptor or sculptor? Sculptor. Oh. I think it's sculptor. I've been saying sculptor. <laughs> so, okay, so when you return the muse to the sculptor, he gives you a power cell and the muse sits on the rock while he looks at her for inspiration on and off. Dude, I you found my muse! Yeah! <laughs> His voice! That's Still. David Herman right there. That's like the Futurama guy. Oh, that's right. I find it a bit creepy how he looks at the muse, to be honest. Yes. I mean, I told you that creepy backstory too. Like you did. And when I played it, I had that backstory in my mind. I thought you dirty bastard. It just. Ugh. I just want to know who came up with that and wrote that in that book. Yeah, Jack. Do you know I... what we're talking about? No. Um, please enlighten me. <laughs> <laughs> CJ, would well, you like to say? In the Jack and Three official guidebook, um, they have a section where they cover past characters from past games. I do remember and, this. Um, yeah. Sorry, I'm sorry. In the um, in the section about the sculptor and the muse, the the muse and the sculptor story was that the sculptor fell in love with the muse and then hired a plastic surgeon to transform her into a beautiful woman. But after the surgery, he became depressed and was no longer attracted to her because she wasn't the muse anymore. <laughs> so weird. And so they hired another plastic surgeon over a couple of years. Eventually, she turned back into a muse. Yeah, th this this can't be legit. <laughs> this is obviously I mean, this was a in joke. the official Jack Three guidebook by Navi Dog. Somebody at that studio wrote that and approved mm. that and signed off on it. I don't like it. It really objectifies women. They're just their plaything to turn into a muse if they like, or turn out of a muse. I don't like it. I mean, technically the muse itself is not supposed to be like a character, I think, or its own entity. It's just supposed to be like an animal. But yeah, mm. I see what you're saying. Well, it is not canon. So. Yeah. It's really weird. What's that? It is not canon, so. Isn't it? Because it's in the official book. <laughs> but it's a but it's a non-canon segment. No. If it didn't happen on screen, it, it didn't happen. Period. But isn't it if the author writes it, doesn't it count? Like if J.K. Rowling wrote something about one of the first Harry Potter books now. I mean, that could canon. have very well been written by somebody, by some intern at Naughty Dog that was hired that day, or you know, who knows? Oh, we have to go back and look at the publishing credits for the guidebook, I guess. <laughs> But like you say, it was signed off on, so... Yeah. I mean, I guess that's one of them things. It's like, if, if it's canon for you, good. If it's not, then it doesn't really matter, because it's not really important Yeah, that the is well, the thing. It doesn't really... With What's that? With different fandoms, it's like... They'd be counted as satire, so it doesn't count technically. I don't know. So, 
What are what are your guys' opinions on canon then? What counts as canon and what doesn't? Seems quite individual. Well, I think okay. that's the answer right there. I guess it just it just depends on whoever it is. I mean, you can make up your own head canon about anything. Yeah, but you, you personally, what's yours? I mean, if I, I but it's because I'm funny and I can take a joke and I think oh, it's pretty funny. I mean, I can just be like, yo, sure, that happened. That sounds like fun. A, a fun, wacky thing that would happen in this universe. Hmm. What well, about you, Jack? What's your version of canon? I just, I just believe it's canon if Naughty Dog say so, or if the developers say so. Um, yeah, I just same. go by that. Otherwise, it just turns a bit messy. Um, hmm. Now, I don't know. Do you know? Quickly talk about one of the about books quickly, or should we move on? Because I got. What? No, no. What book? Okay, well, I don't know if you guys have read it, but um, have you read the design bibles at all that came with the um, collector editions for Jack and Daxter? No, I haven't. All right, well, have not. They you can find some PDFs online, and they're really interesting. And there's a lot of design things that got scrapped or had or ideas from the games, such as, do you guys know what that ring in on Jack's outfit is for? No, I do not. Um, in the design bible it says it's an eco ring that channels and holds the eco force and it glow and it glows when powered so that was an idea they had um, when Wait, making but the I've... game oh so did did they scrap that when they decided that only jack could channel it yeah maybe i think they might have yeah i think they might you know when they decided that it was jack as the character who could channel it not the eco ring um, perhaps mm. but that was an idea and also that's cool we can always we can talk about this in the um on the section the final boss whenever we get to that but the final mm. boss originally was going to be you had your own precursor robot and you're going to fight Golemire in that Whoa. that would have um, been cool that could have been a spin-off game like yeah. a robot instead of racing have robots precursor right. robot wars yeah. mm. <laughs> but, um, before we move on from mission by mission did, does anyone have any idea how the muse got to misty island must have stole the fisherman's boat. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I got a chunk out of it. Yeah, exactly. Maybe it stowed on the uh, on the boat when Jack and Daxter went to the island in the cutscene and they got oh, lost. That would be cool. They should have put that in the background of the first cutscene. Just see some sparkles going into the distance. Yeah. That would have been awesome. And when they arrive on the island, you could just see like sparkles like fading away into the distance somewhere as Jack yeah. and Daxter go in the different direction. Yeah, and you just hear the sculptor crying out from the distance. <laughs> My muse. But didn't he say I can't do the <laughs> accent. But didn't he say he he lo he lost her there? Yeah. Dude, you found the muse. <laughs> <laughs> you do that voice too well. <laughs> <laughs> Is that like slightly hippie-ish crying? <laughs> <laughs> no, a real hip, a real hippie hipster would just be um, smoking a cigarette and drinking a cup of Starbucks in the corner, listening to Daft Punk. So, Kira, when you get back to the what's it called when you get back to Sandover Village, Kira's not in the hut anymore because she is waiting for you at that canyon. And Samos Final is canyon. floating in his main room and he tells you to leave him alone until you have all the power cells. Which I guess is like a mistake because they haven't put into play that you have all the power cells. Maybe he just doesn't Maybe he just doesn't know because he didn't bother to ask. He just told you to leave him alone. <laughs> 
maybe. He's too busy meditating. Right. Okay, so now shall we do rename the level since we've finished Misty Island now? Alright. Anyone got their name for the level? Hmm. I don't know. I, I just have something like Return to Misty Island or something. I was going to go for something like maybe Curiosity and the Cat because they're venturing <gasps> back to Misty Island. Yeah, and there's a cat. A wildcat muse yeah, thing. Curiosity and the muse. Yeah. <laughs> well, mine is it's an ambush, Jack, because that's what Daxter shouts when the ambush happens. Jack, you got any ideas for yours yet? I'll let you know. I'll get back to it. Okay. <laughs> okay, moving on now is CJ segment. I think first things first, we need to come up with a name. This is just to give some context. We're going to come up with who we think would play a certain character, which will change every week. Who would play them in a live-action film or a TV series? Okay. What would we name the segment? Well, I've actually had a think about this. Oh, go on then. Jackters. Jackters. <laughs> <gasps> yes. That works. I could go with that. Jackters and jacktresses. Okay, so CJ, would you like to introduce your segment that has been freshly named? Sure. Um, today, I guess, on Jackters, uh, we're going to be uh, discussing who would play Kira in a live-action movie. Now, I guess it really depends on what, if you make a movie, uh, what direction you're going for. Are we going to go cutesy Jack and Daxter, or are we going to go for the more d- uh, dark and gritty Jack 2 and uh, beyond, which is what the franchise is mostly known for. I feel like that's a really weird thing to consider because if you some whoever's doing this movie, if it's me, if it's not me, I don't envy the person. If it's not me, <laughs> figuring out how to ch- try to make those two things work together. Wouldn't it be like four movies? You know, if you're including the racing game. So would you go I, I with just, the feel of the first for the first one? It's like a bit lighter. Just I feel like it. You have to. You can't really adapt the first game as its own movie because, A, there's not enough story there to fill a whole movie, really. I think it would just be solved with a good screenwriter, though, wouldn't it? Like, you just need a good story play. This is what I would do. Um, and this is what I have in my, like, screenplay treatment that I wrote for a Jack and Dexter movie. Okay. I would have maybe the first 20, 25 minutes of the movie set within the world of the first game. And we introduced Jack, introduced Daxter, Samos, Kira, you know, the whole team... And um, the inciting incident for the movie being uh, that Daxter gets turned into a nozzle. And um, from that point, I would have maybe Samos use the warp gates to send Jack and Daxter into the future to maybe try to find a way to cure Daxter because he knows there's no way he can cure him in the past. Oh, and, okay. Um, so you'd sort of blend a few of the games. Yes. Yeah. And then... The rest of the movie, in my opinion, or in the way I would do it, would be Jack getting wrapped up into the war against Baron Praxis, or the war against the Metalheads. Okay. For this segment, though, who would you pick to play Kira? In whatever oh. version of the live action came out, What? who well, would you pick? Millie Bobby Brown, she was in Godzilla, um, King of Monsters. I thought she was really good. I, I think she maybe would... Maybe not be a perfect fit, but I wouldn't be mad if she was cast. Mm, yeah, it could definitely be worse. Jack, what were you saying? Who would you pick? Oh man, I haven't, I haven't got anyone in my head right now. I'm still thinking. What? No one comes to mind. Hmm. Okay. 
No. <laughs> Jesse, have you put any thought into it? Who would you pick? Well, I've always thought of a, a Jack and Dexter movie, but nowadays I, I really don't even know a whole lot of young actors, really. Yeah, because, I mean, we couldn't have Anna Garduno or Tara Strong playing her in the live action. They're a bit... I was going to say, how old is Tara they're Strong? They're not 14. Well, she's definitely not 14. <laughs> If I'm, if, if I'm thinking, if I'm, not, if I'm not just thinking about young actresses, I feel like Sarah Michelle Gellar, as a younger, would be quite good. Sarah Michelle Gellar, what's she on? She's um, Daphne Buffy. in the Scooby Doo films, or Buffy. That's who's, oh, yeah. that's so cool. Really, for Kira? Depends. It's quite tricky. I think she'd work quite okay, well. I don't know, I suppose you'd have to see her. I don't I think she's too, like, mainstream pretty. I think Kira would have a more quirky beauty. Ooh, I just remembered who else I would pick. Um, Chloe Grace Moretz. Who? Who? Who's she? What's she in? She was, um, she's been, she was, like, in the remake of Carrie. She was, um, she <gasps> was she Hit Girl Hick? and Kick-Ass. Yeah, is she in Hick as well with Eddie Redmayne? Maybe. I believe is. Yeah, I like Maybe. her. Yeah, she could be a Kira. She's still a bit badass, mind. Like, I think Kira's quite innocent. I'd probably have Alison Hannigan. Okay, what's Alison in? Is she more quirky? She's been. In... She asked. She's uh, Buffy. She's like Buffy's best friend. She's been in a lot of things. Oh, I don't know. She's more. She's she's more quirky. Um... <gasps> she was in American Pie. Yes. Oh, I didn't like that film much. <laughs> Uh, well, mine would be Marseille Martin. Do any of you guys know her? She's actually 14 years old and she plays Yara's sister on Blackish. Oh, let me, let me, I'm going to say I've never me seen either. Blackish, so. It's, I've not no. seen it. What's her name? Wait, what's her name? Marse, so M A R S A I Martin. I think she'd be awesome. Like her hair, and I think she'd bring a more intelligent theme to Kira because Kira's with the bikes and stuff so rather than have her dressed like a lady of the night she'd just look more intelligent and still pretty but in like a different quirky way plus I think she has like the same similar sort of voice like she's a very distinct voice hmm. that's one thing I would do in my movie is I, I I would not be dressing up all the females like strippers for one no like because a 14 year old dressed up like that would just be nah yeah. Yeah, that's an interesting choice. I'd have to see her actually acting to get a better idea, but that's an interesting choice. She could work. I just looked her up. She could work. Mm. Okay, shall we move on to the Prequisitor? Let's do it. No, I'm ready. Yeah, I'm ready as well. Yay! Alright. And now it is time for the Prequisitor. Whoever has the most points by the end of the challenge will be the winner. Okay, oh, these these questions are uh, based around Sandover Village. So question number one, how many birds does the bird lady own at her house? Wow, that is out there. Um, Four. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna say five. I don't remember, I'll go with five too, I don't know. Is that everyone's final answer? Yes. It is. Yeah. The answer is 10. There are ten birds at the bird lady's house. Oh my! What? We're far off. <laughs> well, ten. So got like ha half the birds. Good job. <laughs> now we need that here by the egg. 
I guess you'd count the flut flut now as well, wouldn't you? Well, counting uh, casting her would be fun in a yeah, movie, for... even oh, if it was yes. just for a <laughs> Judy Dench or Miriam Gargoyle, or or is it Miriam Gargoyle, the one who plays um, Professor Sprout in Harry Potter? Oh, She'd be a good bird. I was oh, thinking yes, that. she would. I was thinking that. <laughs> well, or uh, Frances Conroy. I don't know. You know who she is? She's in a oh, lot of seasons of American Horror Story. Oh. All right. Moving on to question two. How many yakows are there? Oh. Five. I think. I'm gonna go six. Hold up. Yeah, I'll go six <laughs> as well. Alright. Is that everyone's final answer? I'm gonna go with five still. <laughs> <laughs> yep. The answer is five. What, oh, damn it, I said six. Ah, <laughs> uh, just one off. I'm not gonna win this precursor, so. So CJ gets that point. Alright, question number three. How many households are there? Ooh. Okay. Is this including Samos? I would assume so. Okay. I am going to go with seven. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say six. No, 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 no. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm gonna go seven. CJ. He's going to boot. He's, he's going to boot up the game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go with seven too. All right. Is that everyone's final answer? Yeah. Da -da -da. The answer is seven. Yay! Hey. Nice. Everyone gets a point there. All right. Question number four. What can you notice instrumentally as you go into a villager's home? The music changes. I'm going to say, okay, so my answer is that the music that's outside stops and it's just like a really subtle, like, boom, 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 boom. <laughs> They're in sort of the remix. The beat will go away or, yeah, I, I, the beat goes away or it like becomes less of the instrumentation is taken out becomes a more simple version of it mm. yeah, or less less energetic version yeah they have all less all like remixed versions of this of the um sound of events theme song isn't it theme tune yeah i've said mine yes. just remixed versions of the song yeah. of the theme tune well i think i think everyone is correct because it says an extra instrument is added so yeah like it's it's a remix oh you know different instruments are added or taken out or, or remixed. Or... So is it an instrument as well as the music that plays outside? Um, yeah. Yeah, like it's... Like it's the same music that plays outside, but it's an extra instrument is added on top of it's it. It's the same... Oh, I Make don't get... Distinct. That's not what it's, I meant. Well, I don't get that point. It's the Sandover Village music, but it's like, it's remixed from whoever's uh, hut or whoever you're talking to at the time. Wow, Gabonetta went really deep with these questions. Yeah, and I, right. I think the, digging. And I think the mayor has like a sort of trumpet sound added. Ah, that's cool. That is fitting for a mayor. Yes, indeed. Maybe not that mayor, but a mayor. <laughs> yeah. Last question. How many fish does the fisherman have hanging around his home? Going by the other standards of numbers, I'm going to say 15. Hmm. I'm gonna go with thirty. I don't know. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> These are Gabonetto's questions. They're so nitty gritty. What was I love the it. name of the bird lady's seamstress that made her bird costume? <laughs> yeah, no, I would really. love to know what the name of that seamstress is. <laughs> I don't know. I'm gonna say fifteen, fourteen. I don't know. Th fourteen. A lot. More than one. More than two, but less than 20. <laughs> so, 20? 
The answer is 14. 14 fish hanging around the fisherman's oh, said I said 14. My first answer was 14, so I'm going to retroactively change my answer to that. No, that's not allowed, man. You don't get to do that. And I was one off. That's not allowed. <laughs> Two against one. So did, any, uh -huh. did anybody guess that one, then? I technically did, but... No. Well, I think you win anyway, even if you don't get that point. I think so, too. Yeah. I think he has the most <laughs> points. Yeah, I had one. What did you have, Jack? Oh, good point. Uh, I think I had one or two. I think I had three. Oh, okay. Oh, wow, you really did win. Well done. Yeah, good job. All right. Thank you. Good um... job to you. We, we all sound really bitter. <laughs> <laughs> good job to good job to get, come up with those questions, though, man. You're really making me work for it. Yeah. Gabonetto, the, the quiz... Well, we got Jesse, the quiz host, and Gabonetto, the quiz... Question. Master. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he came up with some really good questions here. Mm. We have got Jack has one power cell, CJ now has two power cells, and me and Orestis have one power cell. Oh. Jesse, you don't have any so far. Oh no. What's the what's the equivalent of a power cell in this world? I'll send you a battery or something. Like a, a, a scoop of plutonium? <laughs> a Duracell battery. <laughs> like. I think it'd be something precious. It'd be like, yeah, like a nuclear waste or something that like can power a ship for a year. Oh. <laughs> Orbs would be like cash or money. Yeah, I imagine an orb would be like 50 pounds. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> I just want to know how people, where, I just want to know where, where people keep them, where they keep all these orbs, where are ah, they hiding their orbs. But they spend them pretty frequently, I imagine. I imagine they shrink down into like a little mini Easter egg, you know, those chocolate ones. And then they sort of pop out into full size when they get them out of pocket. Doesn't seem like a very stable currency. I mean, Does anything about the village seem stable to you? <laughs> I mean, this precursor orb is 50 pounds and Jack's rich at the end of the precursor legacy. He has like 100 grand. So, Not by the time he's paid everyone. I mean, 90 orbs to the He's mayor. He's paid all of his debts. That is true. Yeah. <laughs> Some student loans, man. <laughs> okay, so now this is where our Jack's joke would be. So if Gabonetto sends over his Jack joke, I'll play it here in post-edit. And we can all just... We can just pretend it was really bad and none of us are laughing. It's fine. <laughs> We're adding some fake laughs. Yeah. Ha ha ha. Ha ha ha. Or we'll just add in a clip of the fisherman laughing. <laughs> yes! Uh, that, that's a better idea. Uh, oh, that's a good idea. Uh, ha he who ha. And I thought my <laughs> jokes were bad. <laughs> no. I have thought about my level rename. Oh, yes. I forgot about that. Oh, I could have gotten away with it. Oh, what well. is it? Um, um, muse abuse. Muse abused. <gasps> that works on so many levels. Muse abuse. Because Dax is stuffing him in the bag. <laughs> yes! And then and then right. she gets turned into a woman and then turned back into a muse as well. Oh, this is good. That is muse abuse. <laughs> that sounds like a very painful transformation. Oh my God, it yeah. does. Yeah. <laughs> now here's a question for you guys would you ever accept a gender bent Jack and Dexter I would accept it if they did it well if they just yeah it could be really bad it could be. that'd be a big no for me why 
Do you hate know. women, Jack? Is that what it is? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sensitive topic. Just going against the source material. I'm not down for that. It goes against the source material? Yeah. Like what? Jack being a male. Is that source material, though? I mean, the game is the source material. Well, here's the thing. Like you said, if it was Sorry. done for a good reason, but... For but for the most part, I don't think it would ever have been done for a good reason. It would only have ever been done for a political reason. So I don't think there's a way you can justify making the change unless it's a political change. Yeah, I would, have I, mean, see, I would see it as like a lighthearted joke sort of thing. I mean, well, yeah. If it were like a fan doing it, if it's like a cosplay or anything. Oh, yeah. If, if you're talking about, I thought you were talking about officially, I thought you were talking about officially a Jack 4. No. I, I will say this. I would love to see a uh, a male version of Ashlyn in the same kind of stripperific military uniform. No! You can't take the only strong woman in the whole game and make her male. No, what I'm, no you're, you're not getting what I'm saying here. I want to see... <laughs> I want to see what a male gender bent Ashlyn would look like oh, okay. in the same kind of style of uniform. Oh, torn? okay. Be funny. So basically torn. torn. In... <laughs> well, no, tor I don't know. Torn's, torn in torn's uniform is like a r regular uniform. Ashlyn is like a go-go mm. dancer's uniform. Yeah. I want to see mm, it. I suppose. I want, no, I want to see Torn in Ashley's outfit, essentially, is what I'm saying. That would be a good little... Oh, that could be a cheat thing. That would be funny. That could be a cheat thing. Jack, what were you saying you wouldn't mind if it was official? No, what I was saying is... If it was an official thing like Jack 4, then I'd be against it. But it's fun to have a little play around, see what it would look like in like art or something. Although, yeah. there, is, I was, um, there is a way I wouldn't mind if it was official, is if they made it in some sort of rip in dimensional time for the time travel yes that's what i was gonna say like if they put it that. into the storyline nice. yeah because i think they've sort of that done that awesome. new ratchet and clank game some sort of multi-universe so. right. yeah yeah i would love that yeah that would be cool but no, yeah I, I see what you mean though if they suddenly just introduced it that like what they've done with the new doctor like if they suddenly just introduced it as a woman and it's obviously political then it could be a I bit mean, lame. But I would still yeah, love it as a that, joke. That, like if, they just, oh, if they just straight up rebooted so the games and yeah, it was just a female Jack and Dexter, then that would not sit well with me at all. No, I wouldn't like mm. that. Cause I've grown attached to Jack. I'd still play it. And I'd probably still love the Jacqueline as much as I love Jack. I mean, but that reminds me of the same people that are like bitching and moaning about The Last of Us 2 apparently being too political. And I'm like, what? We're having a lesbian character, having gay people and shit automatically makes it political. Where did that come from? No. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like if they. What's that? <clears throat> no, I'm saying I don't agree with that being a political thing. Or because oh, okay. she has too. Be it's something. because she has big arms, and they're saying, "Oh, her arms are too big." And I'm like, "You've clearly never seen female bodybuilders before." Mm. Well, yeah, and it's yeah. the apocalypse, man. Right. right. Yeah, people are gonna be defending themselves and, and getting big. Also, I don't feel like I I don't know why I have to keep saying this. It's a game. It's not supposed to be real. Yeah, that's I think if they did a Jack 4, they'd have to get not just for political, but just for like diversity and so it's more realistic state. Like there's no black characters, there's not that many 
female characters. There's there's no there's not really many relationships anyway, but they're all heterosexual. I mean, I think they could <clears throat> do with putting some what's the what's the word diversity representativeness. Representation. I mean, we have got Sig. Actually, Sig is black, isn't he? Well, yeah, he's like no, he's white. No, Sig is black. No, Sig? No, he's black. He's just he just has light skin. What? Yeah. Is it, but he's I mean, just white. Sig no, is not white. No way. No. Sig is voiced by Phil Lamar as well. who's also black. That like he's Sig is definitely black. Hang on, I'm going to. Google. Maybe you're not thinking like, of the same the character. Look at look at look at Sig concept art. But you know what? I don't like the unfortunate implication of Sig being the only black character in the game and being like a forced servant of crew. I'm looking at now, like he doesn't look black. Like I can see yeah. the concept art, he has like the features, but I feel like they've really they've not gone into making him look actually black. Like in the games he looks white. Like I had no idea that he was supposed to look like that as he does in the concept art. What game are you Like his lips in the concept art I can see, but but his skin is so much darker than Jack or Ashlyn or any of the other characters. And actually, to be honest, if you look at the... He just looks tan I mean, on the game. It would, it would make sense in being a Wastelander, though, that he would just be really tan. Mm. I think if they wanted to do a black character, they should have made it obvious. Like, I didn't even realize he was black. I always thought he was black, or at least not the same color as everyone else. Well, neither is Ashlyn, to be honest. Or Jack. Jack is really... He's probably just a white guy with a tan, but I don't know. His features kind of look interesting. He tan he's tanned a lot in Jack 3. No, he's, he's, he's tanned even in the first one. I'm looking at pictures now. He's very white. Okay, I'm, I'm looking at the time. I think it's we better be wrapping up the episode. Okay. Agreed. Thanks for listening. Like, comment, subscribe. Bye. 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 Oh, now, all of you, Get out of here!